Guys, five movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pellicone. You are listening to episode fifty-seven of the Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was "It's a Full Moon." So, Frank, um, you had to watch a full moon movie. How many did you watch? Like eight or something? Oh, uh, that's ridiculous. There's only three, <laughs> <laughs> and only because I really just didn't have time because I was doing other stuff. Right, um, I would have watched more. I, when you, I'm going to say that when you initially did the full moon thing because you extended the ooh out, I yeah. thought I was going to have to watch some fucking werewolf movie, mm. and I got real angry at first because I was like, "What goddamn werewolf movie haven't I seen?" And it's got to be awful if I haven't seen it yet. Right, um, but fortunately, um, I did not have to watch a werewolf. Yes, yeah, you but. know, if you go back and listen, you'll see that I clarify it real fucking quick. Yeah, 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 because you probably could feel my, like, <laughs> anger rising. <laughs> yes. Anger wait. rising would be a good name for a werewolf movie that you haven't seen yet that would be really bad. We should make that movie. <laughs> What's the plot? With our Actually, unlimited resources. I'll just, I'll just have chat GPT, like, make the plot. Oh, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I already got it. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not an actual werewolf movie. It is a were-shark movie. And um, while swimming off the coast of Australia, um, this young American influencer uh, gets attacked by a shark and he gets his like leg scraped by the shark's tooth and it causes him under the full moon to turn into a were shark um, where, you know, he attacks, but he finds love um, in the outback or something. I don't know. And that's, that's, that's what cures him. Gotcha. Every other scene will have radio playing in the background because Australians, for some reason, love to have radios playing in the background. Yeah, well, we got to listen to their music, man. Okay. Or just have news reports come in. Yeah, but then somebody's going to change the channel of the news report just as you find out about the <laughs> the where shark attacks. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, all right. So you have three movies, I guess, then? No, I only have two because okay. the one I fell asleep during, um, and I'll explain why. Okay. Um, I do want to go back and revisit it, but I was really disappointed in it. Hmm. Um, so Shocking. we're going to actually let's let's start with that one because there's not really much to talk about. Um, so the first thing I tried to watch, oh, I've already fallen asleep. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about it. The first thing I tried to watch was Oblivion 2, which is the sequel to 1990s Oblivion, I think is hmm. Oblivion. Anyway, like Lady is early 90s um, sci-fi western, which is actually a really fun movie. Um, and so I was like, oh, you know, I've never seen Oblivion 2. Like, I may as well just, you know, suck it up and watch it. Oblivion 2 starts with, I swear to God, like a 25-minute recap of Oblivion. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I know I've seen this shit before. And I realized, well, it's because of course you've seen it before because it's fucking Oblivion. <laughs> it's just like recapping what happened. And I got so tired of, like, watching shit I'd already watched, but I felt like I couldn't skip ahead, because what if there's, like, some new information that I didn't know before? Right. Um, so I ended up falling asleep. <laughs> so I woke up, and I thought, well, I should start this over, because it was one of those fall asleep where, like, I, like, legitimately fell asleep and woke up with, like, five minutes left in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So I said, you know what, fuck it, because I had a bunch of Full Moon stuff saved. Um on like my Tubi watch list because Tubi has a full moon channel makes it pretty easy mm-hmm. um 
so I decided to go with a movie that is a. <sighs> Man, I really am another tired. another another barn burner. <laughs> this that's not selling short. <laughs> so a movie that's a continuation of it's like a semi sequel to a series of movies that started in the ninety nineties, uh, and the movie is called Baby Oopsie. Um, <laughs> and it is the solo continuation of a character from the Demonic Toys series. Um, Baby Oopsie. Actually, I think it's Baby Oopsie Daisy and Demonic Toys. Um, so Demonic Toys came out in 1992 ish. Um, yep, you got it. So Baby Oopsie coming out in like 2021, mm-hmm. real long delay in terms of that, like, you know, <laughs> the payoff. Yeah. Um, so this is a movie that. I've looked at it on Tubi a number of times when I'm going through my um, Full Moon like catalog, because I watch Full Moon stuff, stuff I've seen before, like Castle Freak or Subspecies or, um, you know, some of the the Puppet Master stuff I enjoy, um, Demonic Toys, which I watched again after watching Baby Oopsie, um, but for the most part, like I kind of just stick with, um, like like the new like the older stuff because i kind of find the newer stuff always seems really terrible to me Mm -hmm. so putting on baby oopsie i expected like literally some of the worst shit ever and i'm not gonna lie like there's definitely some uncomfortable shit in this movie but it's one of those things where charles band produced so you know like there's at least some measure of care in the um whatever in the production of it um i found that i really kind of enjoyed it Hmm. even though it's disgusting and terrible so the premise of the movie is sylvia is this incredibly overweight youtuber um whose whole purpose in life is that she restores or Sybil, I'm sorry, not Sylvia, Sybil. She she restores old baby dolls um, through a YouTube channel and then does, like, play acting with them, kind of. Mm-hmm. So she's got some followers. She's pretty popular. Like, people like her. Um, the gardener thinks that she's pretty cool. The mailman thinks that she's cool. Um, there's this guy named Ray Ray who's... Um, got a very unfortunate voice and he's also like pretty severely overweight who's always coming around and saying that they're best friends um but she also has a bunch of nemeses in her life Uh, she's got mitzi who is her stepmother and her father is dead mitzi's this disgusting chain smoking booze swilling like dirty moo moo wearing i don't know like southern stereotype Mm-hmm. Um, who's really cruel to Sybil and like gives her shit all the time, and um, then there's uh these two like teenage boys that are Call of Duty players or whatever that basically like threaten to to beat her and like steal her money constantly. <laughs> um, all of her coworkers are really mean to her, including her boss, whose name is Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Karen's like 
super strict with the rules with Sybil and is always threatening her job and mocking her appearance and the things that she likes. So she got some terrible people like hanging out around her. Um, so one day she gets a package and in this package, there's this severely burned doll, um, which turns out to be baby whoopsie. Okay. And it wasn't until like she restored this doll that I even made the connection. It, it was like, I, I swear to God, it was like an hour into this movie when I was like, Oh shit. Like this is the fucking doll from demonic toys. Hmm. Um, which that's why I like decided I needed to watch demonic toys again, but hmm. they don't do anything to like set it up like that. And honestly, if you go to the demonic toys, Wikipedia page, there's not even any mention of baby oopsie as being in the universe, but it's definitely connected. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she restores baby oopsie back to like good shape. And then um, there's this series of gears inside baby oopsie's chest, which, cause it's, it's like one of those talking dolls, you know? Right. So one of the gears is this like pentagram circular pentagram coin thing that fits perfectly in so of course like that's the thing that gets baby oopsie to work and what it turns out is that baby oopsie is um like a vessel for the devil and so once uh sybil gets her working again baby oopsie is like this foul-mouthed like monster that basically just wants to murder everyone that's been mean to sybil so over the first like 45 because it takes a really long time for anything even supernatural to happen in this movie over the first 45 minutes sybil continuously has like these rage fantasies where she murders everyone Hmm. um and it's pretty graphic like the 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 gore in this movie and it's not like it's kind of played for laughs but it also is just really sad because sybil is kind of just this nice person who um has you know kind of a kind of a a childish hobby but at the same time it's like whatever it's like her one joy in life is doing this thing and everyone is so fucking mean to her and like calls her like fat and ugly and useless and it's just it's it's always difficult to watch like really like hardcore bullying in a movie even when it's like semi-comedic and this is not really played for laughs like they they want you to sympathize with her they're not trying to get you to make fun of her so anyway, so Baby Oopsie murders Mitzi, uh, the stepmother, um, by chopping off her nose and then stabbing her repeatedly to death. Um, so Sybil's like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, mommy, we're going to kill all the people that make you angry. Um, so at first, Sybil's like freaked out because she's like, you know, you can't kill other people. But it takes her, doesn't take her very long to like really get into it. Cause she, <laughs> right. she goes to work and she had gotten yelled at for having um, her dolls on her desk because you're not allowed to have anything personal at work. Mm. So she gets to work and Karen is there with the security guard, Steve. I think his name is Steve. I think it's a reference to fucking Jerry Springer, but I'm not sure because that's what he looks like <laughs> um, in 2020 because, you know, terrible. Right. Um so they call her into the office and they put this like container on the on the um, desk and she's like did you bring kimchi to work and sybil's like that's not kimchi that's coleslaw and she's like oh well i couldn't tell because it's been in there for so long and so they fire her for not like emptying her trash out of the refrigerator um 
so that's when she decides, well, I'm just going to murder everybody. So she brings baby Oopsie back to the office at night and baby Oopsie kills Karen. And then you see this montage where baby Oopsie has killed. Um, she had already killed one of the kids that um, was harassing Sybil, but then she kills the other kid. Um, did she kill somebody else at that point? Anyway, she's killed like the four people that Sybil thinks are really like harassing her. So Sybil's like, nah, you know, like, we're done. Like, you don't need to kill anybody anymore, baby. And she's like, nah, bitch, like, I need to keep killing because that's how I get my power. And Sybil's like, well, you said you'd only kill people I hate. Like, I don't want you to kill anybody else. And she's like, fuck that. I'm going to kill that gardener. And Sybil's like, oh, no, that gardener's nice to me. She's like, nah, he's a weirdo, and I'm just going to murder him. Mm. So then Is the gardener a weirdo? Nah, he's just a nice guy. Okay. Um, So then Sybil, who is taken to wearing... um. Uh, leather jackets and um, jeans where she was just wearing moo-moos before. Mm -hmm. Um, She starts to like, she decides she's going to have to fight baby Oopsie. (laughs) So her niece comes home and she doesn't want to tell her niece that she's trying to fight this evil demonic possessed doll. So she's like, oh, there was a rat downstairs. So her niece is like, well, and I really don't understand like the point of this because her niece is in the movie earlier. And her niece seems like a decent enough person. Like, she's not, like, mean or anything. She's really nice to Sybil. Um, but her boyfriend and her, like, are going on vacation, and they fuck on the couch, like, in the middle of, like, the day, and it's like, then they get caught, and they're like, oh, you guys are perverts. But it's like, you're the ones that are naked on the couch. <laughs> and then she comes back from vacation, um, and she's like, boy, and um Sybil's like you got to get out of the house like it's not safe here because there's rats all over the place and she's like nah I'm gonna take a bath so then she goes upstairs to get naked and take a bath mm-hmm. um but then baby Oopsie throws a toaster in the bath and kills her mm-hmm. so then she's dead so then Sybil's like sad because that's her friend and so Ray Ray's in the house with her and um she tells Ray Ray about the uh killer that baby oopsie's a killer and he's like ah you're crazy and then um baby oopsie tries to kill ray ray so then he runs away um so then there's this big crazy scene where like they fight each other and um she finally she has a um oven cleaner and she uses an oven cleaner and a lighter to burn baby oopsie and like melt her face and Mm -hmm. baby oopsie dies and she takes the um the satan gear um out of baby oopsie's chest and then that like ends it so she goes outside and she's all covered in blood and the gardener's like oh my god sybil like what happened and she's like i can't talk i'm exhausted and then the mailman comes up and he's got another package for um because the baby oopsie thing came in like a mysterious package that didn't have like a return address on it or whatever uh so she like smacks the package away from him. She's like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm not going to do it. Anything with dolls anymore. And the guy's like, yeah, I can see how to get tires. Of them. It's like, the crazy thing is he could have just walked him over to you himself. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, every package they can send to you comes from Ray Ray. So then there's this like weird, like slow. And Sybil is wearing, 
it's almost as bad as Con Air with um fucking John Cusack's character wearing fucking sandals all the time. But Sybil uh-huh. is always wearing sandals, mm. and she has like the fattest feet, and it really it's troublesome. <laughs> it's like the part of the movie that I really just can't take. But that doesn't matter. So she's like walks over to Ray Ray's house, and Ray Ray is like the fact that I've said Ray Ray this many times I, anyway. Ray Ray is like casting like Satan magic in his living room hmm. and then he catches on fire and he grows horns and he's the devil hmm. and he's like oh Sybil and so then it cuts to them doing her podcast or her YouTube channel again her stream and now they're like best friends and she's they're like oh you know this is baby oopsie and we're gonna teach you how to make your own baby oopsie and just getting close to the TV and then the movie ends implying that like they've infected everyone with you know these demon dolls or whatever so right anyway so not terrible you know um the nicest thing about full moon movies is that they're usually 74 minutes or something like that i mean Mm -hmm. there's really ain't much to them maybe they're like 80 minutes sometimes but for the most part you ain't like making any kind of real time investment watching a full moon feature um so that works pretty well um i think baby oopsie is like 75 minutes or something oh it's so hard to find on mdu because it doesn't have a wiki page yeah there's three of them yeah i I saw that there's a chapter two and then there's an actual two and a three yeah that's that's i can just tell you it's still on my list hold on uh, it is 76 minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. so anyway, like, if if you look at the screenshots of Baby Oopsie, it's going to make you think that it's terrible and something that you would hate. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, for an hour and some change, like, it's definitely not bad. And, you know. Yeah. The, I don't the, know. If- I mean, it looks fine. Like, the trailer is playing, like, I mean, it has that look of, um like a soap opera kind of like when sure. people don't have their tv adjusted well enough but um i mean it looks like it's well filmed like overall because i'm the trailer's playing without audio like on him automatically so it also does something that i really enjoy about the full moon features in general which they're all very like reverential to themselves so you get like what is it in this movie she's watching subspecies i think and then there's like she looks up at one point can can dolls kill you on the internet mm-hmm. and um she gets like blade from uh um puppet master as a return like a result return so like small things like that i always think are are pretty cool um mm-hmm. you know there's other slight references like you see um like the boys are playing a first person shooter that's based on Puppet Master. So it's just gotcha. there's there's little things that they do that are just referential to like the universe that kind of connects it all. So again, like I completely miss the fact that Baby Oopsie was the name of the thing in um uh Demonic Toys. And I haven't seen Demonic Toys in game thirty years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I I I, mm-hmm. I Seriously, I think I rented it in like, like nineteen ninety three, along with the first subspecies, maybe, and that's the last time I've seen it. So I'd almost completely forgotten about that movie. 
Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? We'll do a double feature. Like I already fucked up with Oblivion too, so I'm just going to go ahead and watch um, Demonic Toys mm-hmm. to get the origin of Baby Oopsie. Right. Um, and I really enjoyed Demonic Toys too. Like I'd forgotten how much I liked it. I don't remember. I don't remember liking it as much when I saw it when I was a kid, but I think maybe I was a little too pretentious to really just enjoy the stupidity of it. Um, so Demonic Toys, the premise is that there's this, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend that are both cops and they're undercover on a stakeout. No, not on a stakeout. They're on a sting where there's these two dudes, um, Lincoln and something that are gun runners and they're going to catch the gun runners. And so they're sitting in the car and it's like, so that this movie is like the ultimate full moon movie. Cause it's a, inspired by an, a story by Charles band and mm-hmm. Richard band does the music. And then it's got like all this music from these, like, like indie, I don't know, glam rock bands. I don't know, it's, it's fucking, full moon goes all out for not really spending any money on their production. Um, so while they're in the car waiting for these gun runners to show up, she reveals to him that she's pregnant and he gets all happy that she's pregnant. And then while they're doing the deal, like he starts freaking out because they're waving these guns around and he's like, Oh my God, like you can't shoot my pregnant wife. And then they shoot him and he dies. And so she shoots one of them and they both run away. The two bad guys into this warehouse. Um, and long story short, the warehouse is like was built on top of so oh my god, it's it's way too convoluted to explain. <laughs> um the the spawn of Satan was basically buried under this warehouse and has infested this woman's dreams where she has this dream where there's these two boys and they represent her unborn fetus and they're playing war, you know, like the card game war. And it's just this escalating thing where, like, the bad guy's got a card, then the, the good kid's got a better card. And she's just making, like, the worst faces of, like, I don't know, like, dread and anticipation. But Okay. Um, and who is this? Is this the female detective? Yeah, yeah, this is the female okay. detective who's pregnant. Okay. So what it turns out is that she's been being manipulated by this evil force, this the devil, I guess. Um, because he wants to rape her and put his seed inside her unborn fetus. No. So he can be born as her son, so he can inhabit a flesh body again. Jeez, okay. Yeah, that you, you, you don't find that out to the last, like, ten minutes. So it's not like you got, like, all kinds of rape hanging over everything. There's really, uh-huh. like, no rape until okay. that point. Right. And even that, the rape doesn't happen, and I'll tell you, like, mm-hmm. what happens to save him. Um, so the other thing is he's been saving his energy, because 66 years ago he tried to be born and he failed. So he's been buried under this warehouse and he's been storing up his energy and what he decided to use his energy for. And it's a toy warehouse of like um, rejected toys that are on their way to like re- or retail outlets or like resale outlets or something. Mm-hmm. So he uses his power to animate these fucking action. They're like toys like he animates um, like a robot toy and he animates uh baby oopsie and a teddy bear and a jack-in-the-box and so they're all terrorizing everybody um there's a delivery guy that's kind of an asshole that ends up getting stuck in the place and she's got um the one bad guy dies and so it's his blood that kind of like is the catalyst that like gives the devil his power so he can animate these fucking toys 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a homeless girl that was abused by her father that's living in the ductwork of the warehouse mm. that pops out at one point just to give you some exposition. <laughs> and she's like, well, there's toys all over and they're all those ones are possessed. <laughs> um, and then the delivery guy who turns out to have a heart of gold, he falls in love with her, even though I think she's only supposed to be like 14 or something. But whatever. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's just 92 um maybe she's like 16 or 17 i don't know i don't know if they ever say right. she looks really young they don't do anything there's no like weird impropriety sure, but yeah. you're you're meant to think that like he's falling for this this young girl right so then she gets murdered by baby oopsie who stabs her in the eye with a pen um and then mike who's the slacker delivery guy he destroys baby oopsie um or no i'm sorry he destroys the jack in the box jack attack is what that thing's called um and then halfway destroys baby oopsie but then baby oopsie gets away but then the little kid who keeps turning the evil kid who's like the devil keeps turning into the devil and then has the woman tied up and he's gonna rape her but then um the spirit of her unborn child who's good manifests as a toy soldier and shoots the devil in the eye and that causes him to like get off of her and then they fight each other and then the devil ends up getting like driven back and um saved by the love of her unborn child so hmm. i have not seen that i i vaguely have some memories of that movie but yeah it's been since the 90s since i saw it the funny thing is is that oh jesus christ um demonic toys 2 came out in like 2010 and i've never seen that and then there's also Dollman versus Demonic Toys and Demonic Toys versus Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's several movies that have the Demonic Toys in them. Um, I don't know if any of those worth watching. I think I've seen Dollman versus Demonic Toys because I thought the Dollman movies were funny. Um, but you know, you know that that was written by David S. Goyer. Oh, yeah, I meant to mention that, but I forgot because I was so blown away by the awesomeness of that movie. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that's, like, super impressive, but, I mean, he went on to have a pretty notable career, you know? I mean, Yeah, I thought it was interesting. That's where, I mean, it must have been pretty early in his career. Cause it's... Oh, yeah. He wrote Death Warrant, the Van Damme movie, then Kickboxer 2, mm. and then, um, then this. And then Puppet Masters, he wrote um in 94 and then the the crow sequel and then dark city which i guess is his first like kind of kind of hit like real movie kind of yeah i mean i didn't want to say that but um but i mean he ends up writing batman begins for nolan and what is the 94 puppet master uh, the puppet masters maybe that is oh no that's a, okay that's not anything to do with puppet masters <laughs> It is yeah, that's a, the, it's that's based the, off a Heinlein novel. Right. It's like the sort of ripoff of um Body Snatchers, right? With the aliens that are like controlling. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yep. With, yeah, Saul, with your boy Don Solo. Yeah. yeah, I know. I saw it in the theater. Mm. I do remember the trailer for this. I never saw it. I really don't remember anything about it, so I don't know. I can't really yeah. can't really speak on nothing. But yeah, Goyer goes on for those that don't know, goes on the right Batman begins. Um and then um later on does man of steel and batman versus superman and all those movies so ghost rider spirit of vengeance 
We've talked about a lot of Goyer movies, actually. Mm. He's going to beat uh, David Warner, too. Not all the Blade movies, though. We've never talked about any of those. What list do they end up on? <laughs> I don't know. It's like... Vampire movies, movie I don't be, particularly one of care will be about. Dead. It doesn't matter. Like, by the time that comes around. It's I'm like, healthy now, motherfucker. I ain't dying. <laughs> 2035 we just have nothing left to do so we just like talk about all three blade movies in a single episode or something i never even watched you have to talk about all four blade movies at that point because you're getting the reboot mcu blade you are yeah you are all man versus demonic toys was 93 Mm. um tracy scoggins was the lead in that and um, I was trying to remember where I know that name from. And she um, is controversial because she like took over in the last season of Babylon 5 um, from like a beloved character. Um, but she was also in, uh, oh, what's that called? Watcher, is it Watchers 2? There's Mark Singer in it. What is that? Hold on. Yeah, Watchers 2. Have you ever seen this movie? I don't think so. Uh, Watchers was a was based off a of Dean Koontz book from the late eighties. Um, oh right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen either of those movies, Watchers mm-hmm. or Watchers Two. I'm almost positive I've never seen Watchers. I remember. Fuck, let me see. That was that was that was part of like I've seen both of those based on like my misspent youth of um. Well, Hang one the first one had Corey Haim in it. So, like, and then the second one was, like, Cinemax, you know, like, showing all kinds of shitty stuff, and, um, you know, Mark Singer was in it, so might as well watch it. I think people are not knowing... I, I wish more people knew who Mark Singer was. Why do you think guy, people don't know Mark Singer? They don't know who... Nobody... The average person doesn't know who Mark Singer is. Come on. I'm going to ask three people tomorrow if they knew who Mark Singer Okay. Yeah, do that. I'm going to ask a young person. I'm going to ask a middle-aged person. I'm going to ask an older person. <laughs> I mean, if anybody knows wh- who Mark Singer is and what he's from, what what is what do they know him from? Don't? I don't know. Dallas, maybe? You think? No? What do you uh... think it is? I mean, Beastmaster, right? No. No? Who the fuck knows Beastmaster? Me? You? Bees? <laughs> Bees? <laughs> he was in V, too. Um, that was the other thing that came to mind when I think of Mark Singer. Is V. Was he in Dallas? Supposedly. Are you just making that up? No. I'm not making it up. He was in 12 episodes. That's a lot. <laughs> oh fuck I forgot that he was in that episode of Highly Lose Series yeah nobody knows who this guy is everyone knows who Mark Singer is they do not ask, ask your three people tomorrow so is uh, Baby Oopsie the, the, the chagrin I, that, that's a chagrin movie right because it's oh movie. yeah it's a uh, six Six chagrin, yeah. Off of that positive review, huh. mind you, 
I can feel chagrin about something and still enjoy it. So, mm. but it, it's got a lot of terrible things in it. There's a lot of stereotypes. It, I don't know though. I, it's it's weird. It's like you don't really find many movies that cast unattractive people in their main roles, right? Right. Like, I mean, she's she's a pretty overweight woman and they don't make any bones about the fact that like she's overweight, but they don't really condemn her for it, which is like weird to me. It's not weird. I mean, whatever. I mean, she's be able to live her life how she wants, but she's the hero of the movie, you know, and it's not like they got her like stumbling all over the place. And I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just, I'm not used to like that good treatment of, Right. Like overweight people, so sure. But at the end, at the same time, there's a lot of like, look how disgusting these. I don't know. It, it's hard. It's maybe it's a five. I don't know. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I'm just always, I'm just always surprised. That's a like, um, it's like the whole time I'm watching it. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to talk about. Those movies are, because objectively I understand they're bad movies. You know, like I I can tell that I'm watching something bad but I'm still enjoying it, you know. And I really I, I will always appreciate Full Moon Features dedication to not just churning out shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. They're usually, you, you can usually tell that it's, hey, we got this location. What do you think we should do here? And Charles Band is like, huh, let's do this. I had this idea. And then they're just out there filming a movie like a week later, basically, with very little prep. Um, But there's so much like devotion and passion in it. Like they actually care about what they're doing. And I feel like the actors in it even care about like the director's vision and trying to do something um, interesting or whatever with it. So I don't know. And like, I'm, I'm always torn about full moon. Cause again, like, you know, you're watching shit, but it's like, it's not like shitty shit. It's just like, it's, it's, they're doing the best that they can, you know? Right. Um, has a whole lot of words to say a whole lot of nothing, but you get what you get. I, I understood. Um, no, I do think it's very interesting that they, um, that they cast people that are like outside the norm and stuff like that in their movies and like give them opportunities because very few people actually do that. I mean, it's getting better a little bit, but it's also really funny that here's this like Charles Band is an old man. He's like in his 70s now. He's been making movies for 40 years or something like that. That 40 years in his career, he's like, you know what? I'm going to resurrect this like minor character from a couple movies I made in fucking 1992 and 1993. And then they're going to make a whole series of movies about it. And they're all interconnected. It's not like. You know, like you watch like a Friday the Thirteenth, you can watch like three or four of them. What are you really like connecting aside from every once in a while they might, you know, 
like have a reference to a previous movie or something or like four and five whatever are connected but like full moon will do an entire series of movies that all are interconnected and all like play into each other and you kind of got to watch them all to really understand what's going on and it's crazy because you're watching this trashy trash but you know somehow it still sucks you in so i don't know yeah all right well at least it's it's everything that you dislike about trauma full moon does the opposite like trauma's talking down to you or trying to bring you in on the joke and the full moon movies they just want you to like enjoy yourself you know right yeah they're not trying to do anything crazy or they're not trying to break the fourth wall like everything is just a movie that's meant to be just a movie um <laughs> fucking the bees just popped up on my watch again mm. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. maybe maybe someday old bees putting putting that incest before injury <laughs> all right you ready to find out about next week yeah let's do it category for next week is fast cars and big boobs oh i know exactly what to watch okay awesome can you guess whose category that is orion nope dave Bissent? <laughs> no <laughs> easter it's like fucking voldemort um you just you just referenced um uh no, Bledsoe. Yeah, you, you know, you know how he like. It's just like random, randomized pervertedness or something like that. Um, you never know what's what's gonna come out of him. Did you? Know, this is like a a veiled reference to Bledsoe. Did you know that they were that the WWE was calling the tag team of Drew McIntyre and Sheamus the Banger Brothers? Right. And it took them two weeks to realize, like, right, what what they were indirectly referencing. <laughs> um, no, I did not know that. That's really funny. And they like Michael Cole and um Corey Graves have gotten so used to calling them Banger Brothers, <laughs> like they've slipped up a couple times and called them that. <laughs> and I guess um during the Rumble when McAfee was out there, somebody like slipped up and said it, and McAfee started making like porn jokes like subtly. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, pretty. It's 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 pretty funny. Yeah, at least, like, I, maybe it's because it's all like twenty somethings that are writing for WWE or something. But anybody that grew up in like or that was like an adult in the early two thousands, like, immediately understands. Yes. What the implied reference is, except that it wasn't implied. It just was. You know. Right. Anyway, that's absurd. Yeah. Um, how that slips by, I, I just I don't get it. Um, like events were still there, I get it maybe, but um, I don't know. So last week we um, and I I I don't actually remember this happening, but you wanted a food chat, and um, we in my notes here it, we agreed to talk about appetizers. Mm. Um, Let's do it. So. 
<laughs> what a what a great introduction to this food shit. Um, so what, what what do you got? What 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 do you got about appetizers? You ask me questions. You can't just make me talk. <laughs> um, like that's... all right. So I do got questions for you actually. So <clears throat> you thought nothing about this because uh, I want to ask you shit, and you're just going to come with shit off the top of your head. And I know I forgot. That's what makes it. Those, those are the best things. Uh, okay. So uh, one of the things I want to know is like, what are like your 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 top appetizers at like chain restaurants that are actually good? Like spread out over every chain restaurant. Yeah. Mm. Like, what do you? What do you go to's? I'm not gonna go with the obvious. Like, what's this? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm not a big fan of like the blooming onion. You know what I mean? All right. You know, you know, one of my favorite appetizers of all time. Chili's has a queso blanco with chorizo in it. Okay. It's like a, you know, like a dip. And then you'd like get like the fresh tortillas to dip in it. That's a good fucking appetizer. Um, So that's one. Ruby Tuesdays used to have a pimento dip appetizer. Hmm. Pimento cheese. I don't know if you've ever had pimento cheese. No. It's this disgusting ass like southern thing. I don't even think it's cheese. I think it's like cream cheese. Well, I guess cream cheese is cheese, but that's not like cheese cheese, you know. Anyway, it's basically like pimento and cheese like mixed together and you just like fucking dip chips in it. But it's it's delicious. It's really good. Mhm. Um and Ruby Tuesdays for like 6 months had it as an appetizer cuz you know Frankie and I used to go to um Ruby Tuesdays every Sunday for lunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh God! Or many Sundays for lunch. Um, so that's two. Uh, chain restaurants. Damn! If you would asked me like ten years ago, I would have had a thousand answers to this. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't really eat out of chain restaurants anymore. Um, I really like. Uh, Applebee's nachos, I think, are really good. Okay, like there's a cheapness to them, but um, they're tasty and they're not like super expensive. Uh, so maybe that's an answer. I know there's a thing that Ruby that um TGI Fridays used to have that I was in love with, but I can't think of what it is. Like something that we would get. TGI Fridays had the um. Oh, you know what? Hula hands. Remember Hula hands? Yeah, I remember Hula hands. Hula hands had the deep fried asparagus spears. That shit was amazing. You mm. remember those? Mm-mm. It was like a whole like spear of asparagus. So it was like, I don't know, like six eight inches long, mm-hmm. breaded and deep fried, and you would eat it, and like, oh, it was so delicious. They were so good. Um. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, Bahama Breeze had empanadas at one point that were pretty good. Hmm. And that's not something that you really see as like an appetizer, even though it's a fantastic appetizer. Um, I guess Bahama Breeze is a chain. <laughs> I know that you're um, saying it's obvious, but I actually prefer the um, 
whatever Red Robin's onion thing is, like the tower thing, as opposed to like a blue. Oh onion. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just onion rings yeah, of increasing sure. yeah. size, right? Yes, right. Yeah, that's, but I think that's... they're pretty good onion rings, though. Yeah, they're fine. That's cheating, though. Is it? Yeah, I think so. A Why? Blooming onion, because a blooming onion takes like skill. Yeah, I mean, there's something unique majestic about the blooming onion when it comes out you know okay. i mean i think unless you don't like onions i think most people like yeah i like onions onion rings and it and they're I like a blooming onion but i mean it's it's you know i i mean the tower of onions like anybody could do that All right you make yourself a pole or you get like you know what you do you know what you do here you go you go to walmart <laughs> And you buy a paper towel rack, like a paper towel holder that sits on your, um, you know, your countertop and you put your okay. paper towel in it. And you just like make, make fucking onion rings and put them on that paper towel holder and you got the same thing. The, the <laughs> restaurants come to you, you know, like you don't need to, <laughs> I gotta still need to go, don't need to go to goddamn Red Robin for nothing. You shouldn't be going to Red Robin anyway. Get a, get a paper towel holder. Right. <laughs> Look, I'm giving you, I'm giving you life hacks over here. Right. Um, the first thing that came to my mind when I, like, actually put, like, three minutes of thought into it last night, um, was, um, for some reason, the Red Lobster, um, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Oh, those are amazing. I don't consider that an appetizer, though. Do you, do you really consider... I mean, is that something they just give to you, like, when you get, get in there, I guess? Yeah, you get cheddar biscuits no Even matter for what. for free? You don't have yeah. to, like, okay. An I appetizer I, Dude, is... I haven't been to the Red Lobster since, like, 2006 or something. It's been... That's probably right. Yeah. Right. Once you once you gave up Nona's that night, I never went to Red Lobster ever again. <laughs> Ruined it. Um, so, so, I guess, like, um, the only thing that I think that I... I would probably care to eat at Texas Roadhouse also as it doesn't count them, which is their rolls. I think like they have really great rolls like that they give to you for free. But I guess that's not an appetizer. Yes. Anything that comes out for free is not an appetizer. It's something that's meant to like spur your appetite. You know and what I always used to like? I just remembered something. Like the one of the few things that like at Chili's that I liked back in the day, like old school chilies. I don't know about current chilies, but um, was those Southwestern egg rolls? Yeah, those chilies. Really yeah, um, <clears throat> I used to get those all the time. Um, so what about non-chain? Like, is there anything that like, comes to your mind? Yeah, there's plenty of great stuff non-chain. Um, one of my favorite current appetizers is at local restaurant Steak in Maine. Mm -hmm. um, it's their sushi jalapeno poppers. Have you ever had those? Um, I have not, no. So they take like six jalapenos, I guess, mm -hmm. and they cut them in half and they stuff them with like crab meat, cheese. It's like a bunch of stuff, but then you get the raw jalapeno underneath it. Mm -hmm. And it's like you get like the cream and like sort of like semi sweetness of the crab mixed with like the abject, like the absolute heat of the jalapeno and that like crunch. And oh my God, it is so good. Like they're phenomenal. They're just, they're amazing. And they do um uh, beef tips there as an appetizer. Have you ever had their beef tips? They do them as appetizers? 
Yeah, they have like a, um, um, I I have when it was like a, on the dinner menu, but um, I think that's I think they're beef tips. They're they're like some small piece of meat that comes with a, um, it's in like a sauce with I think some kind of vegetable with it. I'm trying okay. to remember. It's it's been a minute since I've eaten there. It's mm-hmm. really good. Um, Is I really have like that mustard sauce with. Is that what yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really love oysters and stuff as an appetizer. Right. Like, um, you know, you get like half a dozen like oysters to eat, like just with some horseradish and some hot sauce, or, um, you know, fried shrimp as an appetizer is really good. Um, yeah, I'll like different types of shrimp, like coconut shrimp, particularly. Like if a if a place has coconut shrimp on an appetizer, I'll always get it. Bertucci's used to do two appetizers that I thought were amazing, and I'm not a huge fan of Bertucci's. Um, do you know the funny story about Bertucci's? I, we haven't talked about this in a while. I don't know. You guys, so our friend Eric Watt worked at Bertucci's for yes. a long time as a server. Um, yeah, it was one of his like 18 jobs. Yeah, right, right. Probably 18 jobs simultaneously. He had to deliver the newspaper yes. to Bertucci's and then go serve a couple meals and then. Right. deliver it to friggin' DSW. Um <laughs> You guys were at a GP once and you kept talking about the Tooch. Do you know this story? <laughs> I I don't know. I I don't remember this. Do you know what the Tooch is though? No. It's something that you and Bloodso and Singleton and maybe Orion like knew about. Tooch. It was some person maybe or something. I don't know. Okay. All right. You were talking about the Tooch and I thought you were ta- like Using some <laughs> like ridiculous slang to reference Bertucci's, like oh yeah the tooch, <laughs> like what? Oh Jesus, ass- okay, fucking assholes, <laughs> like they call the tooch. And we've talked about how I hate when people shorten the names of places. Yes, like, I don't remember that. I'll have to find out from them what that's about. Bledsoe will remember because I remember like I told him like three years later, and it, he laughed really hard. He was like, "No, we were talking about whatever it was." And I was like, oh, I thought you were talking about visiting Eric Watt at Bertucci's. Um, Bertucci's had a piso misto appetizer that was mm-hmm. amazing. That was like um, uh, artichokes and um, olives and some other stuff that was all deep fried with like a spicy like dipping sauce. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And they did an oven roasted tomato dip that was... Um, like one of those like ceramic carafts or whatever. Or not not craft, that's the wrong word. Ceramic like casserole dishes. Mm-hmm. And it would come out and it was like almost like burned on the top. But it was this thick tomato sauce. Mm. And they would give you like a soft like flatbread that you could dip in it and eat. Oh my god, it was so You know what good. I do vaguely remember that. Yep. You it got it one like, time when I was with you. Yeah, it was like the perfect blend of like Yeah the sweetness of the tomato but like the charredness of like the oven and it was almost like a like like a confit or something i guess maybe that's what it was maybe they did it in oil or something and it just like made like confit but it was so fucking good um there was i guess i don't know if it exists anymore i don't it definitely doesn't exist in the same place german restaurant called proust that we went to a few times that's that's such a shame that's gone um and Proust had what they called was it flying pigs right yes or, pig, or, or, or pig, pig pig's wings 
Something, yeah. And it was just this fucking like ham hock mm-hmm. that was like served like chicken wings. You had like the yeah. bone of like the leg of the pig, mm-hmm. and then this huge like perfectly cooked piece of pork on the end. And oh my god, it was so good. Um, so that's another one that I used to love a lot. Um, trying to think. We used to get salads at Nona's. Did we ever split appetizers at Nona's? Do you remember? I don't remember us doing appetizers. Like, because they would just, the salad just came with a meal, right? Right. Because I didn't care for their salads. And you always understand the origin of your food more than I do. So you always know what that salad was that I don't like. But um, It's just a traditional sal- Italian house salad. Mm. It's um tomato, uh, red onion, lettuce, cucumber, um... It's like what I don't like vinaigrette or something. Like shred, that. shred carrot, and maybe maybe radish slices with a uh, like house vinaigrette on top. Mm. And their house vinaigrette was really just oil and vinegar with like a little bit of Italian seasoning and some lemon squirted in it, mm. which I think is a really good taste if it's done right. But it also is kind of bland, and I can understand how it wouldn't be like your ideal. Right. Um. Oh, my God. Olive Garden's baked ravioli. That's one of the best appetizers of all time. Did you ever um, have this? I have, yes. The baked ravioli is really good. So um, fucking good. Oh, man. Like, and for, like, for, like, a chain restaurant? like Yeah, that's... yeah I'm, like, not, the, like, the biggest, like, Olive Garden fan in the world. But, um, but yeah, that's really good. They have another one, too. I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, what is that called? Uh, is it that's it right the stuffed um stuffed ziti frita oh yeah yeah that's just delicious that's that's really good too um yeah one of the biggest problems is sticks are really good too but that's not an appetizer as a group of friends we have never really been sharers we've always been kind of like i'm gonna get my food and eat my food and then that's it yeah so a lot of my trips to like out have not involved like sharing plates of appetizers. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's many times where I would not even think about getting an appetizer because I'm just going to get my main course and have that be that. Yeah. And get like a side with it or something. So, yeah. Um, I think those things change too from when you're young to when you're older as well, because it's like when you're younger, you generally don't have as much Oh sure, money and, plus, and like you know, right? Yeah. yeah, it's all expensive. So it's like I mean, I think the, the older you get, like you know, um, I think that you start getting appetizers more and stuff like that. Because why not? Um, yeah, but I'm still not a big appetizer person. Like you know, I'll tend to get like rather than appet. I mean, Brandy and I will get appetizers, um, but I tend to get them more than I used to. I still tend to get just get like a salad or something before my meal. Um, like- I, I think an appetizer is something that's going to be basically opposite of what you're going to get to eat for your main course, right? Yeah. So well, yeah, you never choose the thing. Like, if you figure out your main course, and that's like you never choose something that is going to be part of, like, if it's going to be, like, meat-based, like, you're going to get something different for the appetizer, right? I think so. I Like, you want to... So, one of the most perfect appetizers in the world is a bacon-wrapped scallop, Right? Mm-hmm. like you get that like sweet like fishiness of the scallop mixed with like the smoky savoriness of the bacon 
it's basically like one or two bites so it's the perfect thing to just like eat really quick mm-hmm. usually get enough for everybody at your table to have one so everybody gets like just that nice taste right um it's pretty perfect i think you know yeah. Yeah, I like things uh, that's like, definitely one. That's definitely I forgot about that one. That's definitely one though. If I see it somewhere, I'll always get it and try it. Yeah, it's rarely disappointing. Although sometimes it can be like super disappointing. Yes. Well, usually um, the scallop more than anything, like, right? And the way the scallop is prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give him props. Like, uh, Easter for our um. Uh, cook off that we did our mm-hmm. Iron Chef like seven hundred and fifty two thousand years ago. <laughs> um, back when we used to like see each other and like do things. Right. Um. Heaster made some really like almost perfect scallops. Mm-hmm. Um, that he did with a like a sweet corn sauce or something. Is that right? Was that what the scallops were with? I can't remember back. I don't then, remember either. But it was very. I remember the scallops. It was really good. Yeah. All um, of it was really good that everybody made. Yeah, we need to do that again sometime, but it'll yeah. never happen. Um, you know what needs to happen to make it happen, but yes, yeah, yeah. Um, Voldemort. Um, and Cal, I, I will try fried calamari a lot of times. Um, if oh, it's I a can... restaurant that I trust, yeah. You know who has the best fried calamari, and this is going to sound fucking sacrilegious. What's that? Um, Romano's Macaroni Grill. Back when oh, okay. it was open on 202, mm-hmm. because it was lightly breaded. It wasn't, like, caked in, like, goopy breading. You know what I mean? It was just, mm-hmm. like, it might not even have been breaded. It might have just been, like, naked macro- naked calamari rings. Mm-hmm. But it came, it was, it was really simply prepared. It was just calamari, you know, the rings with, like, some of the tentacles, and you would get some, some lemon... And a little bit of sea salt, and then there was just like a fresh marinara, and it was perfect. Like it was very simple, but super delicious. I completely forgot about like the Asian appetizers because those are some of my favorites. Um, like I love egg rolls. Um, I love the Indian appetizers like pakora. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the other the other one that's like pakora? Um, shit. Fuck! I feel like such a fraud now uh samosas um those are delicious um like the little uh chutneys and dipping sauces you get with like the hard baked like oh yes um like, like flatbreads or stuff that they yeah. yeah yeah the friggin like the the buttered garlic naan that you get and then mm. just like ripping off oh my god so I, m- I miss i miss having a good thing i know Mr. Right. it's place, like awful. an Alton, so uh i know um I work with a. I, we just hired a supervisor at work, and he's Indian, and has invited me to come down and have dinner with him in Bel Air. But that's never going to happen. So. <laughs> um, who has good guacamole in your memory? Uh, La Tonalteca up in mm. um, Christiana. They do the guacamole at the table thing, um, yeah. and it's really good. But they're just regular guacamole is good too. I think the more shit somebody starts putting in guacamole, the less I like it because I feel like that's not guacamole. Right. Um, I agree. And in all honesty, I'd rather have a good pico de gallo than a guacamole anyway. Mm. I don't know if I. Or a good, like, homemade salsa. Um, 
What about like wings as an appetizer? Like, how do you feel about it in general? And what what wing what wings are would be like are good like out like at kind of like traditional I guess restaurants like chain wings restaurants. Are, wings are so expensive now; like it's hard to say. Um, are, you, the, are you still a heathen that prefers a bone in on the wing too? It depends. <laughs> I mean, I think the bone-in wings taste better than boneless wings. Sure. Boneless wings are just fucking chicken breasts that got cut up into little pieces. Like, you're not eating wings. You're just just a fraud. (laughs) Um, Yes, that's correct. I like a really good wing. There's there's local places here that have good wings. Like, um, Pat's Pizza actually has really good wings. Um, uh, Carly's... uh, what is Carly's called? Carly's Pizza Kitchen or whatever. Um, they have good wings. Uh, Seasons actually has good wings, and Seasons has good boneless wings too. Hmm. If you're into that shit, <laughs> um, right? Usually, there's very few places I think that have bad wings. I think that's the question. Like, who doesn't have like good wings? You know. Um. Well, think- I'm I'm not a big fan of Buffalo Wild Wings wings. Um. Although I think I get some of their, like, sauces are really good. Oh, my God, yes. Their sauces yeah. are amazing. Right. But ever since um, ever since we learned, like, how they make their wings, it's just not, mm. it's not appealing to me. Um, All right, so. I don't, I don't know if I, I, like, I feel like wings are such a waste as an appetizer. Yeah, I'm not, like, I don't think I'm a big fan of it as an appetizer. How many wings are you buying that you're going to share with somebody? Right. And if you're just getting wings, then you're just eating two meals and you're fucking like, <laughs> you're a monster then. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's probably people that get wings and then share a couple wings, like, you know, before a meal. Like, it's just not like what kind of things we would do, like, at because we don't, we've never really done that kind of stuff. Um, like together but it's like i think some people do those things when i was younger get a couple of things like you know just get something on your stomach like were you eating me when i was younger and i would hang out with um my friends like ken and jeff and we would mm-hmm. get together and watch sports and stuff yeah we would always get we would get some sort of like independent thing like um uh like a cheesesteak or a sub or a like stromboli Mm -hmm. and we would always get like a 20 piece wings and just put it in the middle and like share it yeah Yeah. but that was not like going out to eat that was (laughs) you think there's a difference yeah i do yeah okay what's the difference like try to describe to me if you're if you're sitting around a television to watch sports together so you're watching football or whatever Mm -hmm. usually this we would do is we get together and watch football or right something you're sitting there you're gonna drink a couple beers you're gonna like hang out and laugh and you're probably gonna be there for like five or six hours right yeah you're not going there necessarily to eat but eating's part of the experience of you know like sharing time with the person that you're friends with Mm -hmm. just like if we like are at your house you know like i'll order when we watch pay-per-views like i'll you well i mean i don't do it much anymore because we usually i go out to eat at my parents Mm -hmm. house first but I'll get something and like, you know, I'll eat it slowly and then like I'll put it down and then I'll pick it up and 
you know eat a little bit more and it's like you're not necessarily like when you go to sit down in a restaurant the majority of the time your purpose is to go to get served to eat your food and to get the fuck out like you're not there for the long haul you're there to you know eat and leave like you're not like hanging out like when we go to the bar not that we go to the bar anymore because you're a fucking killjoy but i am well i am too it's fine when we used to go to the bar, <laughs> don't, don't put that shit on me. Like, I put it hundred percent on you. Me? Yeah. Why? Because I. Why? Why is that? I don't know. You're the one that doesn't leave their house anymore. How many times have I tried to like talk to you and like go and get like lunch at that place, Forge? <sighs> Four I times. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't feel like it. Right. I don't want to like. Don't put it I, all on me. I just want to be home. I know. You know? I. I, I but it's because you've made me this way. <laughs> okay. Touche, fine. That's what, fine. What was I talking about? <laughs> Wings, baby. No, it's not that. <laughs> oh, when we used to go to the bar, mm-hmm. I would get like some sort of like app type thing because usually there's a special, right? Sure. And then a couple hours later, and maybe you get a burger or, you know, maybe you get a burger and tater tots and then you get super drunk and you got to have something to soak it up. So you're like, <laughs> you know bring me the hummus platter or whatever right and like, right or just eat eat a bunch of olives out of a yes those styrofoam those, cup oh my god those were the days um man i miss those people sometimes uh anyway um no so, depression so, is taking my okay so off. so listen i i i still got three more like fucking categories here and one more shot to like finish. So I, so speaking of bar food, okay, like typical bar things, like that are like appetizers at bars often. Like you know, like what's what are your go tos? Like you know, like what's good? Like you know, because I know like you and Orion a lot of times like would like get nachos or something and like share them together. And it's like I love a good like um, when I can do it, obviously, but. Like seafood nachos, I love seafood nachos. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of seafood nachos at all. Yeah. yeah, I had seafood nachos one time, oddly enough, at Bonefish Grill, mm. and they were the best seafood nachos I ever had in my life. So, my opinion of best seafood nachos are at um, uh, what was the name of that place? Uh, fuck, up off of um two seventy three Hammer. Shit. The bar oh, Shellhammers. Yeah, Shellhammers. Shellhammers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nachos are fantastic. Yeah. That place still exists, sweet. Yeah, it's still there. Okay. Um, I like just regular, like, I like regular nachos. Like, sure. I don't even need, like, any kind of protein on them. Mm-hmm. Um, the secret is the McGlynn's nachos you get with blackened chicken, and you ask them to layer the chicken and the cheese, and so then, like, they just kind of, like, whatever like spread it in and whenever you take a whenever you grab you get like some chip and some chicken and some cheese together along with maybe some sour cream and a jalapeno or two fucking delicious and then you get chili on the side like that's the other secret is you don't want to get chili on the nacho uh-huh. because then your life is ruined you're just going to be a mess but you get chili on the side and you can dip the nacho in the chili if you're not get if you don't get a bunch of shit on your nacho you just get a chip you dip it in, you can eat the chili, and then when you're done, you just get a spoon and you finish that chili off. It's so good. 
it's 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 so funny that i didn't realize this until like covid hit like and we're just on video all the time of like when you get like actually interested or excited in anything that you're just as much of a dago as me and you mm. use your hands for everything um to in descriptions like because i gotta, I've illust- been made I gotta fun- illustrate right i've been made fun of my whole life for my lobster language shit when i like you know and like sitting there like talking like a stereotypical italian and stuff but it's like the the moves you make sometimes like you were just casting spells talking about like that chicken and cheese like you know like um, i'm showing you how you layer it <laughs> you, you were showing me yeah and then you were showing me how you like fucking scoop it into your mouth too. <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta eat it you gotta eat it up <laughs> Um, so what um, else at a bar, like, you know, is, is, is a good go-to for you, like, appetizer? I mean, bar, like, every bar has their own, like, frou-frou shit that they're sure. trying to make you, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, McGlynn's for a while had the, um, the balsamic glazed brie flatbread yeah, discs, yeah. um, that, that shit was delicious. Yeah. Um, like, they had the, uh, the Philly cheesesteak egg rolls for a while that were really, mm-hmm. like, really good. Um, but you know, at a bar, I think, yeah, I think you have your go-tos, you know, you have mozzarella sticks or chicken tenders or, um, and I, I know you can argue the chicken tenders is a meal, but when you get three chicken tenders, fucking soft pretzels, that's an amazing appetizer at the bar where you get like your, your soft pretzels with your different mustards and cheese sauces. Yeah. Like that's a great appetizer because... It's shareable if you want to share it. It's easy to eat. There's, like, no mess to it, really. It tastes really good, and it's not going to, like, overly fill you up. Um, Especially if, like, you share it with, like, another person where, like, you each take, like, one and a half pretzel sticks. But it's enough where, like, you're not going to be super hungry afterwards either. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel, like, all, like, heavy and bloated, but you also aren't, like, completely empty. Like, that's one of the problems with stuff like like bacon-wrapped scallops, right? Mm-hmm. Like it tastes amazing, but it ain't doing nothing to make you, um, like fill you up or anything. Like it's not taking away your cravings; it just tastes good. That's the same thing with those um, uh, jalapeno poppers at Steak of Maine. Like they're amazing and they taste fantastic, but you you're not like there is no. Hold on a second. What 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 did you just say? Jalapeno what? poppers at Steak of Maine. Yeah. How long ago was this? Is that was a special or something for an appetizer? No, they have it all the they, time. No, they don't. It's on their yeah, they d- it's on their sushi menu. You asked. You got to look at the right place. What? How is that on the sushi menu? Because it's got crab meat in it. It's the first thing I said when you said what's your favorite appetizer. I said jalapeno poppers is steak and main. The sushi jalapeno poppers got crab meat and cheese. It's on the middle and like they have like you get six. I heard, I heard sushi and I tuned out. I can't deal with sushi. It's not real sushi. It's crab meat. It's cooked. Well, I understand now, but I heard you said sushi menu, and I was like, oh, fucking sushi. See? <laughs> you say I don't pay attention. <laughs> um, <clears throat> There are certain things, like, you know, that everybody that I know, that, like, like there are certain key words where it's like, you know, what was your old th- the, the Meow Mix theme song? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody I know there's certain things like where it's just like, oh, there's 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 food talk. Um people that understand things about food. There's car talk, there's like music talk. I've already tuned you out. 
Um, um, pizzerias I, I was the other one that I wanted to know about. Like, you know, like standard pizzeria, like appetizers because now that you mentioned jalapeno poppers like i will try any places jalapeno poppers yeah same here like a real jalapeno popper is amazing yeah. um i think that stuffed mushrooms or breaded mushrooms um mm. broccoli bites is something that i think mm. is usually universally good at yeah. most places um one of the things that i think is a super underrated appetizer that i feel in our youth was like king appetizer that's kind of like lost its status okay is um potato skins mm. like potato skins I, used to be a good one when i used to go out to a restaurant i would always try a place's potato skins because i loved them like i thought they were so good like i like that combination of like like number one i love a baked potato and getting the um the crust of the baked potato with like a little bit of the, you know, inside of the baked potato, but with the bacon and the cheese mm-hmm. and usually like a hit of like fresh sour cream, like it's so good. And I feel like, I feel like potato skins have fallen off. I feel like nobody cares about the Yeah. Skin. Nobody like really like feels like has them often anymore. Um, Got to bring that potato skin back. Got to do something fancy with it. Get that, right. Get, get that skin. Um, um, green onion green onion put a little bit of green onion on oh yeah delicious right yeah yeah right call that a scallion <laughs> don't, don't use your fancy words with me um I... yeah yeah that's that's a good point good good green onion um i'm trying to see if pat did, does pat still have potato skins it feels like um, that would it feels like like Casinos would have Pat skins, and Pat like Pat says move past that now. I'm gonna. I'll be honest with you. Pat's appetizer menu is kind of bogus. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not. There's really not much in it, and you're not going to be interested in what you see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Pat's fucking. So here's Pat's appetizer menu: cheesesteak roll-ups. Santa Fe rolls, crispy coconut shrimp, chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, jalapeno poppers, onion rings. They have potato skins, ten ninety nine. Um, soft bao buns, onion rings, chicken lettuce wraps. Which fucking disappointment. Trust me. Uh, their potato skins look pretty good. What are the? What are you saying? Potato skins. It's under the appetizers. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I got what is that soft, soft bow? Yeah, bow. Okay, soft bow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see nothing here. Are you on, on the Elkton menu? Yeah. Well, look at that. Northeast has potato skins, and Elkton doesn't. Oh, you're looking at the Northeast menu, right? You're all right, fancy so up there. It's where I live. It's just right down the road. Do you have the white cheddar mac and cheese? Uh, you can get white cheddar mac and cheese, but it's not an appetizer. Oh, it's a side. Oh, okay. Um, we know we know how to call our food down here in uh down here in Northeast. <laughs> um, all right. So what else? Like common pizzeria stuff. Like you know, like how how do you how do you like the if you get some fries as an appetizer? Do you ever get fries as an appetizer, or is it just a side? Um, I get fries if someone else is getting fries. Okay. Um, I'm, 
I like steak fries, but I like very specific steak fries. So I want, um, I want them to be super hot, and I want a hard exterior with a soft interior. That's and they correct. can't, they yeah. can't be greasy. They need to just be like a good size that I can dredge through a sea of ketchup and shove in my fat fucking mouth, and then burn my burn <laughs> and burn your tongue. Yeah. Yes. Um, one of the probably the biggest arguments ever, um, like continuing, like kind of like, sorry, discussions is what, what fries are good and what fries aren't in this house. Um, cause I love a steak fry. Steak fry is my favorite type of fry. And she does not like steak fries. Not a fan. What's, what's her prior choice? Oh. A thin, a thin fry? Like uh, she, she likes like she's like eclectic in her fry choice. Like she likes you know like she likes like the kind of like regular like, kind of string like you know fry. Like sometimes she likes a little crinkly cut like every once in a while. She yes. loves she loves sweet potato fries. Um, like and it's like I don't care about it. I I just want these big ass thick cut fries. And you're exactly right. Crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. That's all I want ever. Now here, are the, here are the two things. Occasionally, I'll trouble. take a, cur- a seasoned curly fry. I'll take occasionally. I like those. Here are the things that will trump um, a good steak fry. Mm-hmm. A waffle fry is better than a steak fry, and a really a written now waffle fry is the perfect conduit of sauce to mouth. <laughs> Okay, and it's gonna it's gonna taste good. <laughs> sauce sauce the mouth ratio is uh, some shit. Yeah, sauce like the mouth it. is important. <laughs> and then if you get them exactly right, an Arby's curly fry. Uh, Arby's curly fries are really good. Yes, they um, got to be cooked right, and they can't be like the dregs at the bottom of the right. Yeah, yeah. because then it's just you shoot little pieces, and it's just grease all over your fingers. But like. When they're cooked well and the grease is dried off and they're all like basically one long just like string and you get, you know, maybe like a dozen of these long strings in there and you can like break them in half. It's perfect to like dip in sauce. I don't know. It's that, that That's really important to me with fries because I can't just eat like a dry fry. Like I'm not a fucking heathen. I got to eat. I got to eat like I got to have liquid with my fries. I got some kind of sauce to put on my fries. So... I will I will order fast food. Like one of the things I love the most about and I don't need it much, but like whenever I order McDonald's, mm-hmm. I love the fact that you can add their sauces to your cart on um ins on DoorDash. Mm-hmm. So I can get friggin' hot mustard or sweet and sour sauce delivered to me without having to get nuggets, and that's what I dip my fries in. Gotcha. I'll tell you who has really good fries um, that I can actually, it's rare when I can eat fries without like ketchup or like some sort of sauce or something along those lines. The the place down in Elkton central tavern um, has excellent fries. Um, and I can actually eat those without like any kind of sauce or anything, mm. but they also have tons of other types of fries, like truffle Parmesan fries, like Chesapeake fries. They put fucking old bay. And I cannot, meat on I them. cannot stand Pat's 
truffle fries. I think they're so gross. Pats are, yeah. yeah. Like, people swore by those to me uh-huh. forever, and I would, sure. I would put them off, put it off, because they're always so fucking expensive. It's like $14 for fries. That's crazy. Central Tavern also has a um, pierogies um, appetizer. And I think they just use what's what's that common brand? Let's you buy at the store. Um, I'm gonna say something controversial to you right now. Mm-hmm. I think pierogies are trash. I've um, I've I've pretended to like pierogies my whole life because <laughs> like uh-huh. all you all you like no taste having mm-hmm. people that I have to be around mm-hmm. like like pierogies. Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing good. It, a pierogi is a fucking like fake ass ravioli. Uh-huh. Like it's 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 garbage, man. Like pierogies, I, I don't care what kind of sauce you put them in. It's uh-huh. just tra- they're 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 fucking trash. There's nothing good about a pierogi. You, they just fill you up. They got no taste to them. They make your mouth all fucking starchy. You know, you know what? Are you uh, start? What the fuck are you eating? That's making your mouth starchy. It's a fucking potato ravioli, it's a, man. No, I've never had that. I've never, I never experienced that. I never heard of that. That's what a real you have got is. a super taster. That's what's going on, right? It makes your mouth starchy. It's weird. It's like uncomfortable. And I shouldn't um, have to eat them. And I shouldn't have to pretend like I like them, just because everybody. <laughs> you don't have to. Everybody's pretend like, like, you like them. Fucking well, everybody. Who's, got who's like, making you pretend? All these people who have this like fucking. Goddamn Central European heritage that are always talking about how much they like pierogies. You know what? There's a reason that nobody wants to go to Europe to eat food, and it's because nobody got any taste over there. <laughs> Central Tavern um, also has these fried green tomatoes that are really good um, that they serve with sriracha ranch sauce, and it's amazing. Um, you know that if you left your house. Um, I gotta go. I, I can cook for myself. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, last question I have for you. Things that are like traditional appetizers that like outside of restaurants that people like make and like bring places. So the one thing I thought of to give you an example is like deviled eggs. Like somebody makes a good deviled egg. I fucking love a deviled egg. Deviled eggs are really good. Yeah. So like deviled eggs would have been one of my answers. Yeah, like traditional that like are like things that people like don't like serve in restaurants, but like people make and so one of the things that's kind of reared its head in the past ten, ten to twelve years that I think is amazing is um, buffalo chicken dip, mm. which is just shredded rotisserie chicken with buffalo sauce and cheddar cheese, or not cheddar cheese, but cream cheese, and then like maybe some kind of cheddar cheese all melted together, and it's fucking almost like perfection. Like it's it's so good. And it's something that I had for the first time, I don't know, maybe like 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And anytime I've gone somewhere where there's been like a gathering, like I always hope to, mm. um, same thing for like taco dip. Like I love a good fucking taco dip. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Heaster, shout yeah. out, yep. makes one of the most amazing taco dips. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to tell you it's like the simplest thing, blah, blah, blah. Right, but sometimes yeah. the simplest things are the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that potato salad is one of, I don't know if that counts as an appetizer necessarily, mm. but I think that's like a side that somebody yeah. brings that you eat. Um, but I think that's delicious. Um, I like shit like, uh, um, 
like alligator eggs and stuff like that, or like scotch eggs, I guess, as an appetizer. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those can be really amazing. Um, I don't know. Dips mostly, I would, I yeah. would say, are my are my favorite things that people can make because it's so simple and it's really hard to fuck it up. And they generally friend of the podcast. Well, I don't know if she's friend of the podcast, but real life friend that we don't really talk to anymore. Katie Davis did um baked brie with like jam one time yeah. for a party mm-hmm. and that shit was really delicious mm-hmm. you know what else you know what else i like a lot that people bring this appetizer just a fucking vegetable tray right like okay some cut peppers and carrots and tomatoes and celery and like maybe some like crackers and some wedges of cheese and then there's just some kind of cool fucking ranch fucking dip in the middle like vegetable dip uh-huh and it's so good because you can eat like a lot of it and you're not necessarily like going to be overly full or make yourself sick right and it's generally like still pretty healthy for you to eat it um and it tastes so good like it you know it's it's refreshing and it's like a good palate cleanser and mm-hmm. you can leave it out for the entirety of like your engagement and it's not going to get like weird and gross it's just it's just vegetables you know right so I I think that's a pretty fantastic appetizer. My mom pre Thanksgiving used to take um she would make radish florets and um celery like roses, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and always put them out in a bowl of water with like just a little bit of ice in it. So you'd bring them out and they'd be like all cold mm. and like dripping with like this cold, like fresh water. And then you'd like eat them and like the coolness of the water would just be so fucking good. Like I um, it was very because it was always one of those things where you know she didn't want you to eat too much before dinner to spoil your appetite so it was something that you could like put in and it would like kind of relieve some of your hunger right um i think that's like what the perfect appetizer is right is it's the thing that kind of bridges the gap between when you've sat down at the table and presuming that your meal is going to take a little while to prepare you know it's a thing that can be quickly brought out and you can eat real fast and then you know, I don't know. Yeah. Ellen. Good summation. Yeah. I like, um, you brought this up the other day or maybe somebody else brought God, it up and asked a question. What did I bring up? Okay. Yeah. Um, about bruschetta and is bruschetta a good appetizer? <clears throat> and I said, it has to be like perfect bruschetta to be a good appetizer. So otherwise else. it just feels like a waste. Um, but I think like if you get a really good, like Christini with the, um, onion and tomato on top with like the drizzle of olive oil and the spice and the herbs. Like I, I, I think you can get a really good bruschetta, a little bit of Parmesan on that bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's gotta be the perfectly, like there has to be a crunch to the bread, but then yes. it immediately has to be soft in the middle so that you're not like, agreed. Yeah. As you're like, yeah, you, know, you don't want right. to be like chewing on a big crouton. Right. Yeah. You want, you want that first bite to have some resistance mm-hmm. and then it just like, buttery smoothness through like the tomato and onion and um oregano and basil whatever else is on fucking top of a bruschetta what do you think of a buffalo chicken egg roll i think it could be good chicken cheddar blue cheese and bacon in the egg roll blue cheese doesn't really doesn't really appeal to me in that context because i do like blue cheese 
um, I think, I mean, again, I think that, like, I think chicken, buffalo sauce, and then, like, some kind of soft cheese and an egg roll would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like, deep fry that shit real quick. That'd be really good. My mom used to make these things for appetizers. They were um, rice balls, she called them. And it was rice that was rolled in cheddar cheese and had pepperoni inside it. But then she would, like, roll it in flour and then deep fry it. And it would come out as, like, a perfectly, like, crusty, like, exterior but then you would crack it, and it would just be like this cheese and pepperoni, like mixed with the rice, just like oozing out before. of it. Yeah, so fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah. Well. All right, I think we did a pretty good deep dive on um appetizers. Appetizers, right? And I have a I have the perfect movie for fast cars and big boobs. Is that yes, right? Fast cars and big boobs. Yeah. Yeah. I I got um, I, I got to write that down before I forget. Um, I cannot imagine. Um. I don't want to know what food chat would come with the category category of fast cars and big boobs. Um, so I don't think there's a food chat that is like apropos to that topic. Um, so we'll think of something else to talk about like next week. But um, like I said, it's coming. Like there, there's food chat. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. Me. Yeah, there's a chance that. Mm-hmm. Fast cars and big boobs leads to talking about like five movies. <laughs> so it's a good category then. Um, I was suspicious. It, I was a little suspicious of the category. Here's the thing, and he doesn't know this, so mm-hmm. he's just trying to get me. But there's a director whose whole filmography revolves around the idea of fast moving vehicles and gigantic breasts Hmm. and i don't really talk about it much because it's not like there's much to talk about right um but really funny and i don't know it's we'll we'll talk about him next week but okay like he has like eight movies up on tubi right now listen like i i really don't think anybody's trying to get you this i think this this go around i think Um, i'm trying to get I um if, if there's anything that's trying to get you there's a couple categories I have but it's not like trying to fuck you over like I, I figured out from the first year like what it is but there's a couple categories that it's like like you'll do it and you would have done it anyway but you'll sit there and go like oh Jesus that's the I think that's the worst I think that's the worst that's coming because um, I'm going to force you to do the thing you would already do eventually, maybe a couple times. But that's it. Like, if those categories show up, that's like some super abuser fucking logic. <laughs> I'm going to make you do the thing you were going to do anyway. I mean, I don't know. Like, that's what they did to me in college. It's like they just made me read the things that I then that I might have read eventually anyway. Like, you ain't making me read Ulysses, motherfucker. You're making me watch some, like, torture porn or something. No, no, no. It's not anything like that. I know. I'm just using that as an example. No, You didn't, I, su- you didn't succeed because I didn't watch it. Right. Um, I figured out, like, what your, like, uh, boundaries are to some degree. Um, but there's, there's gonna be something, uh, 
I hope it comes up. There's gonna be something really funny at some point. Um, like in terms of like how I'm gonna force you to watch something, probably. Um, but yeah, it's a, there, there's something dreadful coming. I think it's all in good fun. And fucking, but I was suspicious of fast cars and big booze because it's like, does Frank watch anything with fast cars and big booze? But I guess so, huh? So yeah, yeah. And there's actually a couple of those dudes movies I haven't seen, so. You're helping me complete a filmography here. Oh, shit. All right. So next week, fast cars, big boobs, um, and we'll find we'll find something. I'll try to watch Black Panther before then. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Deuces.